welcome to the AIM Sisters podcast. You're here with your hosts, Anna and Maria Sering, and thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. In this episode, we wanted to talk about new beginnings because we're in the beginning of spring and we just had a new moon in Aries. So let's dive into this energy of new starts. Yeah, um, so now it's beginning of April and some of you may know it's every season and it's exciting to see how things have shifted a lot from Pisces to Aries because the energy is so different. If you think about Pisces, it's very dreamy and a little bit ungrounded and you may feel a little bit sleepy and tired. Yeah, and your thoughts are a bit messy because Pisces doesn't deal with really well with the mind and mental states in general is more like emotional states and your dreams and um, things that are more hard to grasp, I would even say. But when we come to Aries, it's a complete different energy because it's the first one in the zodiac, uh, it's the wheel. first zodiac sign, yeah, the first one in the wheel, and it has this go-getter energy and it's the fire sign. Yeah, and maybe we feel a little more energized and we feel like we want to start something new. We want to have some new things going on, revitalize our lives. And yeah, and especially because it's the beginning of the month, I think it's very fitting for us to talk about how we can change things up, you know, especially because we see, you know, more light during the day um, if you're in the northern hemisphere. Your days are becoming longer and maybe you feel more energized even because of the sun, right? Because dark days, they are quite depressing for me, honestly. And it's interesting about like this shift between from Pisces to Aries because even like subconsciously I feel we feel the shift. For example, I was listening to a lot of mellow songs and, you know, sleeping a lot, feeling really tired all the time during Pisces season. And even though I'm a Pisces rising, that I'm naturally in this energy most of the time, it felt like exaggerated because I was feeling extra tired, extra sleepy, extra slow, you know. And when every season came, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, energized. And all of a sudden I'm listening to, you know, like Rosalia and all those songs that is like dancing and want to go out and want to do stuff. So it's interesting. And I also like, if you look around us, nature is the sakura season, for example, like the cherry blossoms are blossoming and it's really beautiful. So it's kind of a waking up of nature as well. And I think it's fascinating how we are also very connected to nature. Sometimes we don't really realize that, but I believe we are very in sync with nature, or at least we should be. Because if you think about the winter, is a time where you should stay inside, you should, um, you know, come back home earlier because of the dark days and the cold. You have time for reflection, you have time for introspection, and you have time to gather with people you love in your house, you know? But then spring comes and you see nature is being colorful and revitalized and we are also feeling like that. And I feel like it's a um, time to where the little seedlings we planted, you know, before winter are starting to grow. Yeah, that was what I was going to say, because um, 
Even though winter time might feel like everything is dead, actually it's not true. Like you planted the seeds, they are just not ready to be born. So it was like a preparation phase. And now in spring it's time for them to bloom. And I think the same for us. Now we're gonna see where we're heading, what are our plans for this year. You know, beginning of the year we have all those intentions and what we wanna do about it. And I think now we're already in April, April 1st, when we're recording this podcast. And it's like, okay, so what have we done so far? And what can we do practically to make those intentions to come into reality, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's a great time for assessment as well, you know, because we've, we've passed already three months of this year. So from the things you were wishing to accomplish during your New Year's resolution, what have you done so far? What steps did you take? You know, because it's still the beginning of the year, all right? So don't feel frustrated if you haven't started anything. You still have time. But I think it's a great checking point, you know, just to make sure that you are following what you intended, you are following what was true for you. And if you need to make some adjustments, completely fine. Mm -hmm. Things change, but make sure that you're going ahead in a direction that you intentionally want to. Not that you're just like going with the flow in a direction that you don't really feel comfortable with or you just feel like, Nah, it's okay, you know, because you deserve more than okay. Yeah, so I think it's a great time because we have more energy in general to just like revisit those little notes we took in the beginning of the year of where we wanted to go and see how far we went and also to implement new routines to your life. And my sister was telling me like, you need 21 days, is it? Yeah, 21 days to create a new routine. To create a habit. Habit, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can start, like, see, like, for example, in my case, I wanted to start meditating, but I didn't find the time. I was, you know, tired. If I started out sleep and all those things. So for me, one thing I want to create as a habit for my life is to meditate. So I'm trying to be more disciplined and, you know, try to do this every single day a little bit. Yeah, great tape I'll give is just like trying to meditate in the morning and you're not so tired you know if you need wake up a little earlier and just have like five to ten minutes just to meditate a little bit before you go out and do things you need to do mm. yeah I think because when we're in the morning like our mind is calm and still in that beta state so you're more, how can I say this? You're more prone to receiving things from the world that might shift your energy. So if you can use that moment to just like concentrate on yourself and, you know, be in a positive state of mind, that is going to carry you throughout the day. But if you just like all of a sudden go about rushing in your morning and all scatter energy, that's going to reflect throughout the entire day so I think it's good to be mindful when you're already like calm mm -hmm. and I also feel when, when I for example you said you were trying to meditate and you fell asleep this also counts a lot if you try to meditate when you're tired probably it's gonna happen and also I feel it's quite difficult to quiet my mind after a certain point of the day because I'm already thinking about 
a thousand things that I need to do, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, I feel it's something I need to work on as well, not to feel overwhelmed by things I need to do and just be present and do things one step at a time. Because I feel like if you're working, for example, or doing something that is important for you and then you just stop and, okay, meditation time, you won't be able to meditate because your mind's still in your work. So you're going to feel frustrated because you can, you know, let go of your thoughts and you're going to feel frustrated because you're wasting time that you should have been working. So I feel like if you want to do something in the middle of the day, I recommend breath work instead of meditation. Because it's something like in your body, that can distress you and connect you back to like your own rhythm, your own breath, your own body, but you don't use your mind so much. So at least for me, it works better like meditation in the morning, something in the middle of the day can be like yoga, breath work, something more energetic, more physical, I'd say. Yeah, it makes sense. And do you feel You've accomplished some things you wanted to since the beginning of the year? I think so. Things I'm doing right now is really out of my comfort zone. So I wanted to do that. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to start something new, I'm going to dedicate myself 100% to this thing. And I feel that, you know, most of my time is going towards this new thing that I'm doing. And I'm giving my energy. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open. And even though sometimes it's hard... I'm still present with that. And every challenge that comes, I'm like, oh, I have an open mind to see instead of criticizing myself because I'm not doing something perfectly or, you know, not to the standard I'd like to, I just take a step back and see, okay, I'm in a learning phase. So for me, I felt like I gave steps towards the direction I wanted. Of course, there are things I didn't yet. And one thing I need to learn is like not to compartmentalize my life so much because, um, for example, when I'm working on something, I'm fully working on something and I don't give enough attention to other areas of my life, like my health, relationships, or spirituality or other things, you know? And I think I need to learn how to integrate all those things as a holistic and fulfilling life. So that's one thing I'm still working on and hopefully in this area season I can better incorporate those things. What about you? Um, just gonna mention, I think it's really interesting when you talked about perfection. And it's something that I'm also trying to see from a different perspective and learning to let go of the concept of perfection. Because there is no such thing as a perfect thing, a perfect outcome, a perfect project, or anything like that. And perfection is an illusion. And I feel we should be glad and welcome any kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is really hard because our egos don't like that. They want to be perfect and they want to do the best. But I'm really trying to learn that, you know. Getting any type of feedback is learning. And it's not a criticism. It's just like... There is room for improvement and I'm, I want to be open to improve. I want to be open to learn more things yeah. instead of just criticizing myself. It's not that other people are criticizing me or my work. It's just that I'm criticizing myself, saying that this was not good enough, but actually it was. I'm just, 
I'm in the process of learning. We are always in the process of learning. Can you even say if we're not, even if we're out of school, we're still in the process of learning. Yeah. But I also think it depends a lot on how you re- people are giving feedback to you, because like um, in the environment I'm now, when people give me feedback, is a really positive thing. Like I don't see it as criticism as well, because they're like, yeah, this was great, that was great, but I think this could be improved. You know, they show the good points and just like one little thing, I think you can work more on that. Which is very different from, for example, when I was in graduate school, then my professor would just give me negative feedback and not even one positive comment. Then you're like, yeah, um, I suck at it. Like, I'm really bad at what I'm doing. But sometimes it's not true. It's just like people don't give you feedback in a positive way. It's just as pure criticism. So I think that's one big difference, right? Yeah, for sure. But I think this is also something people who talk like this, they need to learn to give sensitive feedback mm-hmm. because nobody will want to work with them, nobody will want to improve something for them if they only criticize the other person, right? Mm. And we have to be more kind. We have to be kind, we have to be... We have to have empathy, you know? Mm. <laughs> we have to be a decent human being, <laughs> you know, to not offend people and mm. just... And you know, you're not fooling anyone. If you're working, if you're studying and you're doing your things, people know you're working and doing the best you can. But when people are just like lazy and, you know, don't pay attention and this and that, you can also tell that. So it's like the feedback you're going to give, the person who is working all the time knows that they are already doing something, right? Yes. So what you wanted, you wanted to say before, like what you're improving in your life or if you're walking towards the direction you planned, how has it been for you? I believe I I am going in the direction I wanted and of course things are different than what we firstly expect and it's normal but I feel good about where I am right now, you know, and I think I'm going in a direction that I wanted. But things that I need to improve, which I think most people also need to, which I think maybe it's useful for you guys who are listening, is trying to connect with nature more, especially now that it's spring. Um, trying to go out, even though we are busy and we don't even have time to do anything, basically. And the place we're living now, it rains all the time. Like, it rains so much. <laughs> so even when we have plans to go out, it's like, uh should we (laughs) yeah so like i feel i really need i really miss being surrounded by nature like even this morning i woke up and i was trying to meditate a little bit in the morning and i realized how much i missed you know just the sound of the leaves when the wind blows through them and the sound of the birds Mm -hmm. because when we lived when we were back home in brazil the birds don't stop singing at all even during the night we can hear them yeah (laughs) it's crazy and it's also so good you know to hear them and to notice how everything is alive so many little sounds coming from the grass and we don't even know Mm -hmm. which animals are are making those sounds and it just feels good i'm 
Can I share something that I did this week that remind me of like connection to nature? So I did this, it was a group thing, but it was like meditation for you to become an element. <laughs> and for example, the meditation guided us through like becoming water. So first you're a human being, of course. And then you walk into this forest and then you hear the sound of water and it's just like a waterfall. And then you enter the waterfall. Then you become the water. Like your body melts into like particles of water. And you can feel the weight, the strength, everything. How you morph into that element. And then it becomes like a little stream. And then you become a river. And you're tumbling. And there's rocks alongside it. And how do you feel about it? How would you move as water? And then you fall into this open ocean. And how is water in the ocean and how open is that and if there is a storm how powerful can it be you know so i felt like remembering that we have those elements in ourselves and how it can translate into your movement into your breath into how you interact with things if it's slow if it's heavy if it's light and i think it's a i felt really great afterwards like reminding me of the connection with the elements That's really nice and interesting, but I think it's quite difficult to do that, you know, if you're not in that environment. Yeah. <laughs> For you to just, like, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna pretend I'm water, I'm gonna feel like water. It's quite difficult. So, one thing that I do, that I did, that helped me to find this connection again, which is not the same as being in nature, but when I was meditating, I kind of tried to imagine I was sitting in the grass with a big forest around me and this already helps but of course being surrounded by trees would be better yeah but i think it works really well because human mind our creativity our power to imagine things is really really strong and like if we believe we're in that reality our body feels like we're in that space That's why, like, we have power of manifestation. That's why we have power to, like, shift our own consciousness because our creativity is really connected to that. So probably, even though you weren't surrounded by trees, your body felt the effect as if you were. As if. So that's really amazing. Good point. So I wonder, like, what all of you want to create in this season. And one thing, like... We, I, we forgot to mention about Aries is that first, that is a fire sign. Second is a cardinal sign. And cardinal elements, like, they are really, really good at starting things. So I would recommend using this energy. And probably by the time we release the podcast, it's still going to be like um, the moon still going to be in this rising phase. So you can use that energy to manifest whatever you want to create as a new beginning for you. And if you want tips on manifestation and stuff like that, you can always check like previous episodes. We have some about vision boards and all those things that can be really powerful for you because honestly, if you see something in front of you for a very long time, it's just going to become like as an unconscious thing in your in your mind. And when that thing happens to you, it's like, of course it happened. You know, it's going to be something natural, not like, I really want this, but I can't have this, you know? Great reminder, I really need to make a vision board as well. And 
yeah, it's a great time to try to, to make yours. So check out our post about that if you don't know how to make um how to make your vision. own vision board, but you can give it a try. It's really fun. Yeah. Also, if you're like artsy person and all those things, you can draw your own vision board or you can even make a video. Like put together like images or videos and sounds that you like and you can make it like your your vision video thing and you can watch every day it's the same thing it just depends like what type of media you prefer <laughs> and we also wanted to share a message from our oracle deck yeah this week we're using the gods and goddesses of japan it's a very special deck for me because it's the one i bought when i was living in tokyo and those are messages that were channeled people went to the temples and the shrines and they received the messages like channel messages from the gods and goddesses that were enshrined there and this one is by Yuriko Ono so if you're interested please check it out and the message that appeared for you guys was from the god Hinokagutsuchi no Kami and the main met do you want to first describe the card yeah. so the card has this red face in the middle the god is like a red face with very long white eyebrows and a very long white mustache and yellow eyes so it's looking kind of serious and he had it is surrounded by flames but the flames are blue all shades of blue blue flames around the face so let's hear the message so the themes of this card are purification and creation with fire and understanding and alleviating karma and also forgiving. So I'm going to read a, a brief message here. It says, My fire is not hot. These flames of mine burn up the old and churn out the new. Take your old length of rope, the ones you've been braiding all these years, and burn it down to ash. Then braid a new one, a rope that will encircle, not constrain. It will bring people together. So this God, he talks about alleviating karma. So forgiving people and letting go of heavy things we bring from the past. Burn the past and start new, especially in your relationships. He talks a lot about family and your close loved, loved ones. So start fresh with them and bring this intention of reconciliation, forgiveness, and be grateful for the family you have, be grateful for the friends you have, and the people who are close to you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful message, and like we were saying, Aries is a fire sign, and the card is fire, but it's, it's a fire that does not hurt, it's a fire that just burns the old, and when you want to let go of things, don't be afraid of that, because love and whatever is good will remain with you. It's like when we talk about cutting energetic cords, you know? Like, that fire won't burn good things in your life. Just what is weighting you down. So, it reminds me a lot, if you think about angels and archangels, reminds me of the Archangel Michael. Mm -hmm. The blue flame. Yeah. It, the blue flame also burns karmic ties. Mm -hmm. It also blames things that are things that are not good for us yeah. and here it also says that we should toss in the fire all guilt and blame we have mm -hmm. 
So don't carry that burden with you. Release it to the blue fire, release it to the blue flame and allow this to cleanse you. Mm -hmm. Another thing people do and I've done it before is like writing down everything you don't want and burning. You know, this can be a good kind of little ritual for you to do because but this message would, came up. Yeah, I would recommend doing this on a waning moon. Yeah, not now. So wait a little bit for the waning moon because I think it works better Yeah, to release things. But it's an amazing message and very fitting, I think. You mm -hmm. know, releasing the old, bringing in the new. And bringing in the new, not by, you know, throwing your past away and the people who were with you before, but having this renovation in your relationships. And one thing also that I thought about this card is like, fire can be scary. People are scared of getting burned. But like, this fire won't hurt you. So it's almost learning that letting go of the past won't hurt you. Accepting the new won't hurt you. You know, you're safe. Even though it's scary to start something new. Even though it's, you know, it might feel a bit dangerous and to go in a direction you've never went before. Um, it is safe, you know. And I think it ties a lot with the ego, mm -hmm. you know, because... Sometimes we are not willing to forgive, we're not willing to let things go because of our ego, because it became part of our identity. Oh yeah. So, I know it's hard to confront our ego, and it does its job, you know, it's protecting us somehow. But you don't need to identify yourself with that part of you that is just holding you back. Mm -hmm. People say like, the older you get, the harder it is for you to change. But I, I do think it's pretty much connected to your ego identity because like children are very innocent they haven't experienced a lot they're very malleable they can change a lot but they say after like your 30 is really hard to change but I think like if we learn this process of consciously letting go of things shedding what's not good for us shedding what the ego is trying to attach us so hard because it's part of our identity we can actually learn to be flexible again and shift towards what we are supposed to be and like embracing our our path, our true nature, and all those things. So I think it's a beautiful, beautiful message. Yes. So I hope this resonated with you. And if you're interested, really check out this oracle deck. It's really nice. The it's, messages are very profound and it's really powerful. And it's beautiful. The imagery is like very colorful, very... Yeah. Just check it out. <laughs> and I really hope you guys have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you so much for listening. You can check out our blog posts on our website amsisters.com and our previous episodes as well yeah you can leave us a review on the podcast it always helps and thank you so much for your time and being with us here today see you next week and bye bye thank you